You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. It's your girl, Candice Cooper, and we are riding solo today. We had some scheduling conflict, but it's all good. Made sure that I got you guys an episode. So we are going to get things popping by first saying thank you for making us your first listen here, Locked on ACC. We are available and free on all platforms. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you got to make sure you download it. Of course, it's Wednesday and we would be remiss if we did not give you our power rankings heading into the week as we have the final few regular season games, not even few, all regular season games as teams are looking to try and make sure that they either get to a bowl and they get themselves a better bowl position or they just have some bragging rights, just happy to be here or they find themselves winning the Atlantic. We know the Coastal is secure with Pittsburgh, but there are still three teams hoping for a chance to win that Atlantic division. So got to start with the good, bad, and the ugly. let's start with the bad. I feel like we switched things up because, you know, we're, it's all me today. So let's figure we give you some of the bad out of the way. So let's talk about the fact that Syracuse and Duke are having a not so stellar season, right? The fact that they're still trying to get a, well, not for Duke, not going to have a bowl win opportunity available, but Syracuse as well, the team that has shown promise and still just as frustrated, currently five and six on the season. And they are trying to keep, you know, coach Baver's job that remains to be seen. But what we do know is a lot of changes happening. I think Josh Black going down last week during the NC state game certainly did not help matters for them defensively, but it seems as though Schrader cannot, Garrett Schrader, their quarterback, cannot throw to save his life. I was watching the Syracuse-NC State game, and I was honestly concerned for the young man. His inability to throw passes had to be some of the most frustrating offense I have truly ever seen in my life. It was one of those head scratchers that you just, uh, A for 20 for only 63 yards from an ACC quarterback. We are quarterback conference. That's just unheard of. And I know statistically he's one of the worst, but man, it has got to be super frustrating. If you know you have a Sean Tucker in the backfield and he's literally doing all he can and all he's asking for is his quarterback to give him at least 10 to 15 yards, you know, per drive series. That's not always the case. (laughs) Let's just keep it a band. But on the flip side, you have a Duke team that has a strong quarterback. You know, he's, he has moments. Gunnar Holmberg, a guy who's gone down, he's shown a lot of fight this season. He was hurt during the previous game, but was able to bounce back with things. Certainly took him down during the Louisville matchup, but Riley Leonard has shown some promise and we're looking hopefully to see him do more throughout next year. Coach Cutcliffe's last game will be at home against Miami. Can they find one more win for Coach? So we have those two teams sitting at the bottom of me, but not far behind, <laughs> okay, would be Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech currently 3-8 uh, and eight on the season. 
trying to figure out where their next win is coming from. A little try a little help with your friends. They are coming off a course loss to number now six Notre Dame. It wasn't even close. 55 to zero. Couldn't get anything going. Jeff Sims was supposed to be this quarterback that was going to show some sort of promise, but he did not play. You saw Jordan. You saw uh, Mr. Yates in the building. Jordan Yates there at quarterback taking the helm, and it did not get any better. Jameer Gibbs only had 58 yards there. Power running back. And again, being a freshman, we hope to see some positive things from him. But on the flip side, we also talk about a bad coastal team, Virginia Tech. Man, oh man, five and six on the year, looking for a bowl game, have to beat Virginia this weekend to be bowl eligible. And where is their help coming from? It might be from Burmeister. It might not be. After the releasing of Coach Puente, you figured the team may come together and kind of fly right. It did not happen in their last week's matchup against Miami. It was a 38-26, very lopsided game, but Kyler Van Dyke is certainly showing promise. I, for one, am just trying to figure out how in the world can you let go of a guy like Hendon Hooker? That would, that would take all your problems away. Had Puente got cut that prize to the side and just let it rock. But here we are. So two other teams finding themselves close to the bottom. But there's others. There are definitely others that I want to make sure I mention here. But don't want you guys to be without a few knowledge when it comes to college football. If you are a fanatic about it, if you love making daily fantasy picks, I encourage you to hit up prize pick is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. And I know you will too. Prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all star players of the power five, as well as mid majors, uh, more picks than you could ever have imagined. All of the users that deposit and use promo code will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code lock on. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Your prize pick entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Yes, it's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKED ON or go to your App Store and download the app today. Again, prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. So rolling through our power rankings and, of course, muddying the bottom of the barrel, talking about the struggle teams. But there are teams that are in the middle of the road that, of course, sometimes with AJ, we don't get a chance to go over because we have so much packed in a show. But want to talk about them today, Boston College, Florida State and Louisville, three teams that I think are certainly getting better, finding improvement, having a season that, of course, isn't perfect, but you see glimpses. Right. So I think that's the one where we say middle of the road teams are doing better than we thought. Let's start with Louisville, a team that went 62 to 22 against Duke. Clearly, Duke team not having a great year, but Malik Cunningham putting up one of the better uh, games that we've seen from him this season, having a record setting with 300 uh, passing yards, 200 on the ground. He's doing it all by himself. And now Louisville. Rivalry week will end their season against Kentucky. So some sort of ACC pride there. They'll play at 730 on ESPN2. Kentucky, an eight and three team that's having a great year. I think Malik Cunningham will certainly have his work cut out for him. But that defense, especially 
is one that I think will struggle most. We'll have to figure it out, but not impossible, just a little challenge. Okay, so there's that. Then you go to another middle of the road team, Florida State, figuring things out, right? They've had the opportunity to be in a lot of games where the season looked like it was going to go to crap. They absolutely have pulled things around, made it for better. They've realized and maybe took a little pride in who they are as a Florida State team and are finding themselves in a very winnable Florida was first Florida State matchup. As we know, Coach Dan Mullen from Florida was released, and so they have haywire going on. If they take any page out of Virginia textbook, it's going to be a strong showing for Florida State, right? You're, you're capitalizing on people while they are down, and I think that's something that the Knowles should be able to do, and if they win this game, they will be bowl eligible, but I think it will also show that the tide may be turning for Coach Norvell and that program. Jordan Travis certainly has his work coming out for him, as we talked about Malik Cunningham, very mobile quarterback, not necessarily the world's greatest with their arm. I would give Jordan a little more nudge when it comes to the accuracy than I might see with Malik. And when I tell you, sometimes Malik does not know who he's throwing to, and I'm he's probably throwing to fans. It can get ugly at times, but Jordan definitely saw progress. I think having McKenzie Milton there to push him, maybe give him a little more competition, maybe even cause him to say, do I really want to do this or not? Certainly help things for Florida State. Maybe, maybe not. They've had games where they've been in defensively. I think that's been their biggest shining moment. Jermaine Johnson and company, that core has been to me the reason why Florida State has been in matches. Would they have had a different season had they beat Notre Dame? Only we can know. They certainly turned things around after that Jacksonville State loss. And listen, I'll never forget that proposal. But I do think that the Seminoles are one of the teams that are making progress. Another team that I want to give a shout out to in the middle of the pack, Boston College. Okay, six and five going to a bowl in just the second season for Coach Halfley, a full season, we'll say rather, having to figure out things without Phil Dracovic throughout the year. Finally was able to muster up the courage to get some wins in and let Grossell handle business. Now Phil is back. He is getting them more wins. And they are up against a Wake Forest team with a lot on the line. I know that NC State and Clemson fans will certainly be cheering for the Eagles this go around. ESPN to 12 p.m. Wake Forest battles these team that you know can certainly give you a run for your money? Do I think they have everything available to them to dominate? Maybe, but Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic can definitely do a number on this defense. But we'll say, as I talk about Wake Forest earlier, I mean, later in the show, they're going to have to build some confidence back after that huge Clemson blowout. But all that to say, I think Boston College has had a great year. I'm not surprised that they're six and five, not surprised that they're going to a bowl. I've always been high on Coach Halfley, and I'm certainly excited to see what a full, healthy season that we don't get often anybody in college sports will bring to this Eagles team. Can they actually win up to nine games next year? It remains to be seen, but I definitely have high hopes for them. Now, not only do we have some middle-of-the-pack teams, but we also have to talk about teams that are sitting on top. So I'm going to give you a little rundown, right? Um, I'm going to talk about a team that I just want to leave to the side here a bit before I get into the top ones. But if you're feeling good about my list, I would love for you to hit me up at Candace Cooper. Let me know how your thoughts are towards the standings. I'm going to give you a top five here, but I had to talk about one that really, well, two rather, 
that have really just made me frustrated <laughs> throughout the year. We're going to talk about these two teams here in just a bit, but I want to remind you guys, if you're betting on college basketball or football, don't miss the opportunity to do that with Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. You can head over to the website right now and get a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Not just football, though. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We're stuck with deals this Thanksgiving, and we don't want you to miss out. BetOnline.ag. And if you have not yet, I strongly encourage you to hit up protein, the best protein bar ever. That would be Built Bar. If you haven't tried it, I promise you, you're missing out. Built Bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just purely delicious. So many great flavors. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. If you go to build.com right now, you can use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So I got two teams that I got to highlight before I give you my top five so far in the power rankings as we head into the final games of the season. Two teams that have frustrated me most, more than anybody else. And I will say number one, would be North Carolina, who's currently sitting at six and five, bowl eligible thanks to that win against Wofford. Got to see some action from Drew. Drew, uh, excuse me, oh, Luke, not Luke May. I want to say Luke May, but I'm also saying Drake May. I'm getting both of them. They're brothers, clearly. <laughs> Luke May being the basketball standout, and Mr. May on the other side is certainly someone that we cannot <laughs> get without knowing. He is a young man who is going to be great for us on the football side of things. There it is. And Jacoby Criswell, as well as we give Sam Howell an opportunity to transition to big on, bigger and better things. He did not play in the Wofford game. Rumors that he doesn't know what he's going to do yet. Strongly think that he's going to take his talents to the league. Anywho, I say all that to say, <laughs> okay? We got a bowl-eligible North Carolina team that should have been in the top of the conversation when it comes to the coast. Should have won the coast. Have the horses in the stable. Have the talent. The coaching head coach, you have the, what is it called? Brand awareness. You have the ability to sell the dream. Okay. And that's exactly what Mac Brown did to all of you people who, who really bought into North Carolina season. I'm trying to tell you, been here before. You do not buy into them until you see the clock hit zero, 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 zero. And even then, you just want to make sure that no refs call anything. I think Carolina's team that just simply got in its own way this season. So many frustrating penalties, so many things that three steps forward, 10 steps back kind of energy and not showing up for away games. I think that was a big Achilles heel, all pun intended for the Tar Heels. And you just wonder what is going to be different next season when you have to adjust to new offense. Is there going to be a coordinator change? Are there going to be some position coach changes? Certainly think there needs to be, but I understand the whole Carolina family, Carolina way, you don't abandon. But if you're not winning, you got to abandon something. We can't give raises if we're not going to also raise the elevation of our performance. That's just what it is. Speaking of raises, we want to talk about a coaching 
regime that also might be looking for some change. Miami, another team that has frustrated me this season because I was planning to talk about the Miami North Carolina showdown. Who was going to come towards the end of the year being on top? Who was going to be the two teams ultimately walked away with the coastal? Right. I knew De'Aaron King. Once he went down, it was going to be difficult for Miami, but I didn't think it was going to be damn near impossible. Now it wasn't impossible because they absolutely had put themselves in a position <laughs> to win the Coastal. They came back charging like a bat out of hell, wanting to be a part of that conversation. And until they up and had a couple trip ups <laughs> last week, they were certainly in the conversations. Currently six and five will go to a bowl, but Firing their AD is something where we're like, okay, is Manny going to stick around? A lot remains to be seen because you have all the talent, more than enough talent. Can you actually deliver when it comes to the field? That's the biggest issue for Miami, and it has been for the past couple of years. And if you have a guy like Manny Diaz, who's supposed to be this defensive powerhouse, it's not quite resonating, right? I know Bubba Bolden went down, ended up having season-ending surgery. You have some leaders out there, but you know, it's just a little frustrating, right? I will give credit, though, where it is due. Howard Van Dyke had one hell of a, <laughs> I can walk it like I talk it, couple of games in a series. So I'm just thinking that he is going to be one of the more scary quarterbacks in this quarterback conference that we talk about next year. Now, my top five, I know you guys have been listening the entire show went wondering who are the top five that we're going over. Number five would be Virginia thinking that Virginia with Brennan Armstrong had one hell of a season, having a great game against Pittsburgh last week, losing 38 to 48 to 38. It was one where Brennan Armstrong gave his all after coming off a rib injury. He certainly wanted to do everything he could to put the Cavaliers in the best position. Oh, nearly 500 yards, 487 yards on the weekend, but that's just the kind of season that he's had. I know We've kind of overlooked him because of the different teams and Virginia doesn't necessarily get all of the prowess that other uh, programs get. But Brennan has been one where you can't sleep. If you are sleeping on Brennan Armstrong, you're doing yourself a disservice. Okay. So once you guys know that I think Virginia has one of the damn best quarterbacks in this conference here. Now, number four, my squad would be. NC State, North Carolina State sitting at eight and three on the year, a team that truly has everything in place to be great. Excuse me. They just sometimes get in their own way. I can't, you know, I choked because I'm talking about NC State and I'm saying nice things. You know, that's how it goes. But NC State has some of the most talented people on their team and still went down with all these injuries battle tested and were able to pull out wins that, of course, people wrote them off because that's what you do when your top players go down, but we're still able to squeak out some really good wins on the year. Unfortunately, tripped up a little bit against Wake Forest, right? And we talk about conference play. I think that was the one where you scratch your head and know if NC State could have one loss back, that would be the one. Mississippi State, fine, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll live to see another day. Miami, hmm, you know, Miami was you know, catching fire. Tyler was talking all that stuff. He had to back it up some way, somehow. But that Wake Forest matchup is one I know that they wish they could have back. So I think this game this weekend against North Carolina will definitely be telling on where the program is going, the progress that they're making. Because not only can they beat Clemson, but they don't get dog walked 
by North Carolina this year than what they did last year when I think Carolina put up 50 against them. I think it's going to be a much better game than anyone is expecting when I think ultimate outcome will be for the Wolfpack. Now, number three, my team would be Clemson, a team that was definitely written off after some key losses on the year beyond just injury, actual physical, you know, battle to battle losses, losing to Georgia, right? Losing to NC State, head scratcher against uh, Pittsburgh. I think those are just games that Clemson would love to have back, but the team has found their way in a game. I think if they had lost to Boston College, we'd be talking about a different Clemson Tigers team. The way DJ has had his breakout game in this last matchup against Wake Forest is very telling of just where this team knows they are supposed to be. They know they're supposed to be the top of the Atlantic Coastal Conference conversation, period. They know that. But they have not quite lived up to that this year. But I think that makes for a better story. You can't always be the greatest at all times if you don't learn anything. If you're not used to losing, if you're not used to having struggles, you never know what you're going to do. Okay, cool. Number two, despite the loss last weekend, I'll give Wake Forest a nod at being the number two team in the power rankings only because I feel like they're going to secure the bag this weekend and beat Boston College to win the Atlantic Division. It's theirs for the take. I don't think Boston College has done enough to give me pause. They've been great. Don't think they've done enough to beat this Wake Forest team. A pissed off Wake Forest team at that who got Molly Wap by Clemson. And it's okay. We all have our Molly Wap moments. Sam Hartman does not want to go out like that. You can't go out like that. It's going to be in Boston College. I know, you know, you got your whole away game energy, but Wake Forest is a team that I think wants to show they're the team everyone thought they were supposed to be. Now, number one would be my dogs, Pittsburgh, who secured the bag and got that coastal title. Okay, a hard-fought win against Virginia. More importantly, Kenny Pickett has had record-breaking season. He has been top-of-mind conversation. He fed his O-lineman. They protected him like nobody's business. And despite the fact of their defensive shortcomings, he's been able to pull off some heroic Herculean efforts throughout this entire year. Kenny Pickett, to me, is ACC Player of the Year, personally, if that would be my vote. But I think it's just more so what he's done for the Pittsburgh program the second time in four years that they're back in the Coastal Championship with only one. Shout out to Josh Graham Ranio, voted for in the media them to be back in the conversation. I think that just says who Pitt is. Coach Narduzzi can give you some up and down years, but they also... I know we all forget they lost six, the most players to the NFL, the most players to the NFL. They had to regroup and reload with a defense that all were trying to figure out who they were, find their identity yet again, and somehow, some way have pulled it off, right? Hasn't been pretty always, hasn't been perfect, but I think that's very on brand for the ACC this year. Here's to me hoping that we have a good final matchup with the ACC championship. All these teams have one game left to go. We'll have a great conversation about that on Friday's show with Jersey Drake. We'll talk about our betting lines and where we think you guys should fall. But I'm ready for a good ACC championship matchup where I think two teams who have been battle-tested, who have lost the battle at times, will ultimately one of them will ultimately win the war, place the trophy, and go on about their way to a great bowl. Say all that to say, 
this season has been super exciting and fun for me. First year covering the entire ACC, getting to learn a lot of new players, new faces, people that I know I'm going to see on Sundays eventually as I grow and they grow. Okay, speak that into existence. I'm lucky marinate on that one, period. I am just thankful for all of my hosts. I know we're about to have this Thanksgiving season. I'm thankful for all of my co-hosts who come on and rap with me every single week. We talk about these teams. Football season has been fun. Like I said, it's been one that's going to be remembered because it was nothing like we predicted. We all assumed it was going to be Clemson and everybody else, and it has not ended that way. And I think that makes for more joy for us. Great conversation, but better for teams. Everyone goes into each week trying to be great. Every single player works hard trying to get themselves in the best position and help their team win the most. So. For me, I'll take that, right? I'll take a team, an upset every week in that an hour or two. I'll take, you know, a team coming in and just trying to figure things out every single time they go out on the field and a little upside down. You never know who you're going to get. Man, it's been a great ride. And I look forward to talking with you guys more as we head into basketball season. Got to have those conversations because, again, what we're seeing right now, it remains to be seen who's going to run away with that bad boy. It's still a lot of hoops left, but let's end this football one on the right note. Again, if you guys have not yet, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also follow me at Candice D. Cooper on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Locked On ACC. Subscribe to us on YouTube. If you want to see my lovely face, you can make sure you do that. I appreciate all the time. I appreciate all the feedback, all the stars, all the reviews. It really means so much that you take the time out of your day to listen to us. So until next time, we will see you for Freestyle Friday, but have a good one.